Are you tired of hearing that your lab results look normal when you don't feel normal? Do you find yourself constantly Googling causes for bloating or natural constipation remedies? Have you never gotten a lab test result back and felt like it was absolutely Christmas? Or has the only time you've ever loved your lab test result was when you took a pregnancy test? If so, then this podcast episode is for you. In today's episode, I'm talking with you all about the four functional labs that I use on a daily basis to get my clients their natural and long-lasting constipation relief. These lab tests are what my clients regularly call magical. And when they see their results and how it explains and helps them naturally solve all their problems, it's like opening Christmas gifts on Christmas morning. Don't believe me? Wait to the end of this podcast and find out what two podcast testimonials episodes I recommend you listen to to hear the amazing transformation stories of two women I worked with who were stuck with constipation and bloat. Are you ready to have a happy relationship with poop again? Let's dive in. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right, guys. So as we get rolling here, I want to talk real quick about what is a functional lab test. So you maybe have heard of the term functional medicine before, you know what lab tests are, but When I say functional lab tests, and typically when you hear someone say functional lab tests, it's referring to a lab test that's looking for the root cause of something. So it's not just saying, oh, your cholesterol's high. It's actually saying, why is your cholesterol high? Oh, you have constipation. Why do you have constipation? And you're assuming that must be the case when your doctor is running labs, like, everything from getting a colonoscopy to getting blood work, and maybe that's what they think they're doing. But unfortunately, the way that doctors are trained to evaluate these tests or even how the tests actually are run often leaves a lot of question marks and questions unanswered about what is causing a problem. So with these four tests I'm talking about today, they are going beyond what conventional doctors are testing for or even aware of. So let's jump in to these four juicy tests. (laughs) Number one, 
The number one test that I run and look to for anybody struggling with chronic bloating and constipation, particularly anyone who's already done all the ups and downs of taking things out of their diet and monitoring their water and fiber intake and all of that, stress levels, yada, yada. The first test I want to run is something called a GI map. That's literally its name. If you want to Google it, capital G, capital I, space map. It is by... Diagnostic solutions, you can check them out. It's also a real thing. And how does it differ from the lab testing your doctors or conventional doctors might be doing? So, number one, it's a stool test. So, if you've never had a stool test done, that is someone took poop from you and actually did a sample and a test on it, then that is already breaking barriers for you. I have definitely worked with clients before who have only had blood work done, which can only tell you so much about what's going on in your body. So, number one, it's stool. Number two, even if you have had a stool test, it is it looks at so much more of what's going on in your gut at a broader spectrum in more different ways scientifically that you can break down stool and look at things like microbes and yeast and all these things. And it looks at it in a much more in-depth way. So it can actually, it has higher sensitivity. It can sense smaller amounts of things. And conventional doctors are given a test that pharmacies or, or excuse me, insurance is going to pay for, then that's the limit of what they have access to. And there's all this back and forth in research that doctors feel this test is good enough and I can trust it and they're not really going to second guess it. Or if they have second guessed it, they have left the conventional medicine world, let me tell you, right? So, but if you're working with someone who who's kind of okay with it all, they're not going to say, well, this test isn't good enough, right? They're going to say, you have no pathogens in your stool. You have no parasites or H. pylori or anything right there. But I work with clients all the time. I will actually look at their stool tests that their doctor ran for them. And it says, or it doesn't even look for certain pathogens that that I see all the time, particularly H. pylori, or it doesn't, um, or it says that they actually don't have that pathogen and usually says positive or negative, which is a big red flag. If you have a test that says positive or negative, that's not how your body works. Sometimes you literally have below detectable levels, but most of the time when I get a client who says positive or negative, what it means is that your results even if you had detectable levels, it was lower than what the doctor has predetermined or what kind of the, there's a big, there's a big rolling between doctors and research and, um, and, and insurance companies on what is healthy levels, quote unquote, for that that pathogen. And so they pre-tell you, oh, it was negative. Well, actually it could, you could actually have that problem and it is, and, and it, so it's a real parasite, it's really causing you problems, but it's below their levels that they think it should be causing you problems. So I will do a GI map test, and literally on the conventional stool test the doctor did, it says that they didn't have the problem, and on the GI map, it says they do. And it actually gives me a specific number of how much is in there, and pretty much if it finds anything, it's bad. 
right? We don't want to say like, only if you're on fire, do we want to do something about it? If you have symptoms and we find a parasite, you're in a bad situation. You should have none below detectable levels. So that's the GI BAP test, number one. Number two, it's called a Dutch test, capital D-U-T as in Tom, C as in cat, H as in Harry, Dutch. Um, like Dutch, Dutch muffins, Dutch waffles. There's some Dutch food out there. Think Dutch. Uh, it, it is a hormone test for sex hormones and for adrenal glands and also has some other helpful markers on there. And you might be wondering why a hormone test and why this test didn't my doctor test for my hormones and my blood. So this is a urine-based test, something you can do at home. By the way, the GI map is something you do at home. Um, and you do this Dutch test, you take some urine sample, and it is, again, far superior than any blood work you're ever going to get for hormones. Couple reasons here. There's actually like a whole list, but a couple highlighted reasons. Number one, when you do the Dutch test, if you're a menstruating female, that is, you are not peri or postmenopause or premenopause or pre pre um, menstruating, so super young. Um, before you hit puberty, then you take this test at a very, very specific point in your cycle. And this gives us way more data than, you know, if you get told to, I've had clients get blood work for their hormones, literally the day of their period, which is going to be when your hormones should be the lowest. And that tells us nothing about how high they get and how fast your body detoxes them all sorts of stuff. It's 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 generally not a great day to test for hormones on the first day or second day or third day of your cycle. So all that being said, conventional medicine doesn't care what day your hormones are. They treat you like a man um, when you are in fact a woman and have very different rhythms and very different unique little things about you that should be considered when testing. So the Dutch test tested an optimal point in your cycle, day 19 through 22 of the cycle. And it also looks for how your body detoxes estrogen pretty much how it converts testosterone into other forms of testosterone converts. Is it converting testosterone into estrogen, which happens for men and for women? And if it's happening too much, causes low testosterone and high estrogen. Do you have a low progesterone? Do you have, are your adrenal glands out of whack? And this is way better of a test for adrenal glands. It test for four different points in the day, how high and low things are. So maybe you have good cortisol levels and adrenal gland hormone four points out of the day, but one, it's horrible. We can learn something about what's going on in that one section of the day that's making it drop. So these can all be clues as to what's going on. It also has a melatonin marker, which can give insight into things like your gut because your gut produces 80% of the melatonin in your body. Mind blown. Super helpful test. Moving on. And that's not even everything. Just trying to tell you these tests here, y'all. Third test I test for always the HTMA test stands for a hair tissue mineral analysis. It is a hair sample also done at home. Why a mineral test if you have bloating and constipation? Because, and this is a really condensed summary, the minerals are the spark plug of your body. So if you are having problems with anything like cellular metabolism and thyroid health and sluggish movement of your bowels and contraction of your muscles and you're experiencing joint pain and muscle stiffness and foggy headedness, you are, and, and of course, then therefore constipation because your actual smooth 
muscle of your gut can't contract very well because you're lacking minerals that would help give them the energy to contract, you're missing these spark plugs that will give you just the basic necessary fuel that you need to actually process everything that you're eating. It's the fuel that lights up the fuel, aka the, the spark plug that lights up the, the food that you're eating so you can actually do something with it and move it along and it not get stuck and basically ferment in your gut and cause all this extra gas and bloating and sluggishness that results in that bloating and constipation. All the time I run hair sample tests and we also find heavy metals in people, mercury and aluminum are the most common ones that I'm seeing, a really, really high calcium levels, which is a whole other podcast episode, but causes massive problems when it comes to joint pain and muscle pain. And if you have high calcium on the HTMA, you do not want to be taking calcium supplements, which many people are because they have it's either generally recommended, like, oh, it's I've heard it's healthy. Well, it's not healthy for you at this moment. And we kind of dig into that. So mineral test, massively helpful. Once you balance minerals, get rid of heavy metals, you start to poop better. It's just how it is. Also, I didn't cover it. Why a hormone test for pooping? Uh, number one, if you can't detox estrogen, you can't de- you, you're not pooping. And if you're not pooping, you can't detox estrogen. And I want to know where your estrogen level's at in particular. That's something I care about a lot as a practitioner. I found it is a super important marker, but I specifically want to know how are you detoxing the estrogen, which you cannot, uh, let me say that again, you cannot find that with blood samples of estrogen. And then also when it comes to cortisol, I am not just thinking about, it's a stress hormone, right? I'm not just thinking about, are you stressed at work? Everyone's stressed at work. Everyone's stressed with their kids. Everyone's, right? Like, let's be realistic. Like, life is stressful. What I want to know is how is your body handling it and where are potential healing opportunities in your cortisol rhythms, in your cortisone, and in your melatonin, and all these different things. Is your sleeplessness because of melatonin? Because a lot of people who also have bloating and constipation are waking up between 2 to 4 a.m. or can't fall asleep or can't stay asleep. There's a lot of sleep problems mixed into all this stuff and you maybe never thought of them as being connected, but they are because melatonin is made in the gut. And I want to know, is it melatonin causing your sleep problems or something else? Because there's like 20 other options and I'm trying to weed out what these things are. And then lastly, the fourth test is a food sensitivity test. And there are two that I primarily work with. The very first one that I typically start with is called the MRT, capital M, capital R, capital T, stands for mediator release test. It's a special form of blood test for food sensitivities that works really well in detecting developed food sensitivities from leaky gut, which one of the reasons I love this test is that there's a lot of foods we can develop sensitivities to over the course of sickness in chronic gut problems. And I want to know which ones are those are as fast as possible so we can temporarily get them back out of the diet and then put them back in at the relevant moment. And then the Zoomer test is something I often use as a backup, which is looking for permanent food sensitivities. So gluten and dairy and grains and lectins. It's my job to know what these things are, but these are the things that I'm looking for. And 
If you want to ha- know more information, honestly, on this, because it's its own other topic, check out episode 59, how to choose the bed- best food sensitivity test for you. I have a link in the show notes there for you to go and check it out. So those are the four tests, the GI map, look at your stool. Do you have pathogens? How well are you digesting food? Um, Do you have a gluten sensitivity? There's a marker in there for that. The Dutch urine test for hormones, sex and, and, and adrenal glands, HTMA hair sample for your minerals and heavy metals, and the MRT or Zoomer test for food sensitivities. Now, the most common question I get Well, actually there's two and I'll cover them right here at the end, (laughs) right? So number one most common is, do I really need to do all these tests? That's a lot of tests. Well, my doctor's not running all these tests. And the answer is yes. So a lot of times if you are struggling with chronic anything, but let alone chronic bloating and constipation, it's not one thing causing your problem. That's a simple problem and a simple solution. It's not one thing. So it's not just food. And a lot of times you might be Googling, you know, what foods are causing constipation, what foods help constipation. Food is one component to the process because food goes into the cont- a container, which is your body, right? And if your container is messed up and has holes in it and is like, doesn't function as a container, whatever, you know, it just doesn't work, right? You could put good stuff into that bucket and or that container and it's just going to flop out it's going to not be helpful so you want to make sure that your body is as healthy as the food you're putting into it hashtag mind blown and that's what we're doing with these lab tests getting rid of pathogens getting rid of toxins balancing your hormones and also looking at food sensitivities so one thing i like to how one way i compare this if this is a helpful metaphor or visual if you have a car that's missing one wheel missing a spark plug and missing gas to gas for the engine so like gas you get at the gas station can you fix one of those things in the car run okay you put the spark plug in well there's still no gas and there's no wheel well you put a wheel on well there's still no spark plug and there's still no gas well you put gas in well there's no wheel and there's no spark plug <laughs> Like if you put two of those things in, does it work? Okay, gas in a wheel. Well, no spark plug. Like people have that all the time. You jump in your car, it's too cold outside, whatever's going on, and your spark plug can't light your gas. Great, nothing's happening. So yes, you need all these tests because they all provide valuable pieces of information that actually move you forward in your health. So you can stop guessing at what foods are causing you problems or feeling like it's your fault that you feel bad or all this just nonsense and wondering and and a lot of oscillating and vacillating and and pain and frustration and devalidation that just comes with sitting too long on a problem and not getting enough answers. So when we put all these four tests together, again, my clients say it's like Christmas, things, all the lights go off in their head, they see all the sources of their problems, and now they have a clear plan that I help create for them so that they are no longer wondering. So the second most common question I get is where do you get these tests? Most of these tests, I'm pretty sure all of them, you can't get direct from buyers, so a lab won't sell them to you. Um, Maybe that's not true at this point for one of them or something, but that's typically what goes on. Um, You're not going to get it from your conventional doctor. They don't know what these tests are. And even if they do, even if they like these tests, insurance does not cover for them. So that is not within their realm of possibility. 
where I would recommend, number one, me. I would love to help you get these tests. Join the Foundations Program waitlist. These are the tests I run in the Foundations Program. These and more, if relevant, if necessary, uh, go to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist or click the link in the show notes. And I would love to work with you. I would love to work with you. And I'm on a waitlist because I only work with a certain number of new clients every month. And some months I don't have any space. And so join the waitlist. And I will let you know via email whenever I have new slots open. And then lastly, you could possibly get these tests from a functional doctor or other functional sort of practitioner, but every person's different on what lab tests they run. And so I'd say, ask them, interview them. Do you you use any of these tests? Why or why not? Everyone has their reasons, but I do work with a lot of people who come to me after working with an integrative doctor or a functional doctor, and they still have problems. And I run these tests and we'd find their solutions. And it's just discouraging that they had to go through an expensive or long process working with someone else and not getting results. So the client testimonials that I recommend you check out if you want to learn more on these lab tests and how they've helped clients like that I've worked with with constipation, check out episode 117 and six years of constipation in one month. And another great episode on the longevity of this work is episode 96, How to Permanently Heal Your Gut with my client, Abby Herman. And that is her one year later testimonial. Okay, guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope it was helpful for you and insightful and gave you some tactical, practical things that you can be looking for and thinking about as you pursue your gut health. If you are looking for someone to work with to help you find the root cause of your bloating and constipation, then again, I want to invite you to join the Foundations Program waitlist. Go to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist or click the link in the show notes and join there. If you love this podcast episode, then I want to give you some good news. We have even more coming down the line. Subscribe so you never miss a beat. Other ways you can stay in the conversation is by following me on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. I would love to connect with you there. Otherwise, I hope you guys have a great week. And remember our motto, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time. Catch you guys next week.